You're listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga Podcast. This episode features audio from a discussion panel that was recorded at DragonCon 2019. Just about 10 o'clock, so we can go ahead and get started. Welcome to Mooney Theories Game of Thrones style. Okay, so if you have not done Mooney Theories with us before, this is usually how it rolls. Um, we will talk for a little bit about our crazy theories and things that we have thought about watching both the show and reading the books. And then after a while, we'll turn it over to the audience, and you guys can kind of pepper us with your thoughts and feelings, and we can tell you whether or not we think it's plausible or not. Um, we, we will accept a lot of things, though. We, <laughs> this is a late-night panel. It does get a little risque, not too filthy, but, you know, we can tell the jokes we can't tell in front of the kids. Um, you know, but do try to remember, you know, it's for everyone, not just for your own edification. So, okay, let me let my panelists introduce themselves. Uh, hello, I'm Brian Edelon. I uh, wrote and directed uh, Westeros, an American musical. It's a two-hour Game of Thrones parody musical uh, using the music of Hamilton. It's all on YouTube. You can look it up. Westeros, an American musical. And uh, do we give her Linux theories now, or do we end all just all? Uh, let's do introductions first. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Tara. I'm a author, webcaster, podcaster, person who wears many hats, but the most important one when it comes to Game of Thrones stuff is that I created and organized Ice and Fire Con, which was the first ever Game of Thrones song of Ice and Fire. Uh, in the States, specifically, in the States. <laughs> I'm Ashley. I'm on the podcast of Ice and Fire. We've been going for over 12 years. We are the longest running Ice and Fire podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Andrew Vesky, co-host of the Stash Check podcast. I also help run uh, Ice and Firecom with um, Tara and Ashley. And this is my eighth Dragon Con. Loving it, guys. Hey, I'm Aziz Aldori. I'm host of the History of Westeros podcast, a professional show about the backstory about Game of Thrones and the Sword of Ice and Fire. I think this is about my 20th or 21st Dragon Con. Yeah. yeah! Well, let's be very clear. We lost a panelist to Con Crud, and Aziz has stepped in for us. Like, he's, like, really stepped up. So, first, first time, thing first Aziz. time when he dares that. He's really shy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so let's take on the new guy and make him tell us his living theory first. Yes! All right, Jamie. Okay, it just so happens that I was talking to some friends about this one earlier today before I knew I was going to be on this panel. So I think it's divine inspiration. And that, I think it's evidence that the theory is true. <laughs> so there's two things that are important here. One is the island of Dragonstone, right? It's the place where, in Westeros history, where dragons have spent the most of their time. It also happens to be the place where there's the most dragon glass. Bear with me for a minute. When... We get to the point that humanity is well armed with dragon glass against the northern menace. I don't know, it seemed like they did it really quickly. It seemed like a lot of that dragon glass was just readily available, as if some of it was just already lying there. So at the same time, we have the knowledge that dragons eat quite a lot, right? They they, they're large creatures that require a lot of animals. What's so funny? <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, so 
I mean, everything I've said is true, right? Dragons need to eat a lot, and the North got lots of dragon eyes really quick. Keep going. <laughs> so I'm saying, what if dragon poop is dragon glass? <laughs> I mean, with the with the with the temperature of their bodies, I feel like it would like harden. It. Like, it like it's been so it, yeah. hot. Like as soon as it came out into like yeah. regular kind of even like regular temperature air, it would like immediately like solidify lava. it. But it's also like a diamond. Like lava, yeah. yes. Like lava. Yeah, I'm sure you guys can identify with that. You know. <laughs> I mean, like just on that alone, I'm saying hashtag plausible. Yeah, hashtag yeah. plausible. Yeah. I'm gonna ahead and I'll, I'll add on to that. Uh, a lot of fantasy authors, for instance, uh, the author of The Flight of Dragons, theorized that. The, you know, if you're going to give a scientific explanation for why dragons can breathe fire, it's because they consume rocks that grind together in their bellies to create sparks. Mm. That would be dragon glass. Uh -huh. See, yeah. Okay, but I'm just picturing like a bunch of like uh, obsidian turd emojis right now. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we're having here? Yeah. 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 yeah somebody make that. Yeah. It needs to just be a little extra pointy and maybe with an angrier face than the normal pooch and poop emoji. Yeah. Maybe some and dragon horns and black. Yeah. Oh I mean, also there's just a general theme of digestion-related things in Song of Ice and Fire. I mean, the, the character who becomes king at the end, his name is Bran. That's some serious fiber for my theory. You find them in caches. They think it's, that's just a Targaryen cleaning up after their pets. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Or, so, I mean, it's not not true. So. <laughs> hashtag plausible. That's our standard here, guys. The right. standard is hashtag plausible. Right. We're not, we are not right. taking comments from the audience yet, sir. <laughs> and specifically Hold not from Tim back, at all. Hold yourself back, sir. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Yes. Up. Okay. So you know, we all love the others, right? You know, they're kind of weird. They're kind of up north. They got this ice magic. Kind of take babies. They kind of do bad things to people. They kind of kill people. They kind of make sort of weird patterns with them. They're really bad people. You know who else is bad? Bruce Bolton. The Boltons. Yep. They're kind of dicks. You know, they kill people. They flay them. They treat women like playthings. There's a lot of blood involved. It's really a kink thing. You know. <laughs> So, uh, all I'm saying is we know that the 13th commander banged, uh, Ice Corpse Queen. We know they banged him. You know, it happened. He, uh, gave her a seat. Old Man said it, and that means it's hashtag true. <laughs> Everyone believes Old Man. And, uh, all I'm saying is that their kid could have been the Boltons, started the Bolton line. All I'm saying is the, uh, Boltons are the others. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Panelists, what do you think about this one? I need more evidence for this one. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm at the like the ten percent plausible level on this one. I think. Look, they're, they're, I'm gonna submit their paciness as uh, number one. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually gonna come in at ninety nine percent plausible on this one. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would point out that Theon, when he's just out of his mind and only seeing people by like their sigils, and he sees an old man and he's like, oh, vulture. When he looks at Roose Bolton, all he sees is a pair of gray ice cubes as eyes, and. Uh, that to me sounds like the eyes of an other. I mean, the, they're very obviously just vampires. One hundred percent plausible. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. It all involves like one time yeah. stuff at time. Yeah. I'm still at like fifty percent. The ice <laughs> keeps thing. The ice keeps thing. I'm like a little better with, but also the the. I mean, are we talking like chauffeurs or? We're only talking the books. Only the books. Pink cloak. As it seems, like, only, 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 only the books. Also the show. Eyes Okay, Ashley. So, as we know, David and Dan got a rough outline, not a very clear outline, but just a rough outline. So when they bring in a Prince of Dorne at the end of the last season, 
Like we know George must have told them there's a secret Prince of Dorne out there. So they, he, they just brought someone else in. They did, did not realize that the Prince of Dorne has already been introduced. P-O-D, Prince of Dorne, Pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened was very obviously after Robert's Rebellion, um, people in Dorne, because they sided with, with uh, the Targaryens, they had to send some hostages over there. So little baby Pod gets sent to the, to the Lannisters as a hostage. Thing is, people in Westeros, not so great at spelling. What does a P look like? Oh, a D, or no, what does a D look like? Kind of like a P. So on the way there, Dane, a very popular house in, in Dorne, somehow becomes pain. So, and, and then of course the person taking care of them is like, oh no, we don't want, this is a great way for the, the child to restart their life. They don't, they'll, they'll go into secret. They won't know that he's a hostage anymore. He can live a good life as a minor member of the house Dane. But the thing is, the, the, coming back to, um, What's her name? Oh, oh, I am not <laughs> helping. Ashara. Ashara. Ashara, that dang girl. That's why, yeah, that's yeah. Why we've lost Chloe and now we've lost Ashara as well. Gone yeah, forever. Right. Yeah, so, so, so the message never really made it back to her and she just heard that her child was killed on the way to, to the Lancer, so she's devastated and just throws herself out the window, causing window pain. <laughs> <laughs> I call this 100% plausible. Like, hashtag plausible. Simply for the fact that I want Podrick Dane to be the Prince of Dorne. Does that, does that mean that um, his sword is the sword of the morning and that's why he gets his gold given back? Yes. <laughs> Have There's Audric Payne and Edric Dane ever been seen in the same room together? <laughs> no, 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 no. Payne, Payne, it rhymes with Dane. That's right. I'm, uh, I'm going to come in with zero percent possible on this one. I, just, uh, I, I don't buy it. I, I feel like the evidence is thrown together and circumstantial at best. Um, and I think we met the new Prince of Dorne, and he had a wonderful name. And he was on that council of 17 people, where Dorne got one representative, the North got four, the Stormlands got four, the Vale got three. The Iron Island's got one. That's how math works. <laughs> I mean, but they threw this Prince of Dorne in, and I heard that he didn't even know his name. Yeah. A character has no name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was able to list all the Dornish houses when Tyrion asked? Um, oh. Actually, yeah. actually, yeah. no. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And also, Look. scratch that. Pod is now on the uh, Kingsguard. He's a member of the Kingsguard, so he had to give up his family. Not like anyway. that matters. People so are... this this other random Prince of Dorne that came to this council doesn't matter anyway because like he had to give up his he had to give up his whole name, his house, his everything. So just saying. Just oh saying. my god, he, he's the proxy. Exactly. He's he's going to be Shadow Master. <laughs> Twenty years, he's running the kingdom. Yeah. All right. Actually, I, I've now flipped on this, and I believe it. Um, and I, I, I will go ahead and throw in there that um, as as Podrick Dane, he's probably Azora High. Um, as, as we all know, Podrick and a squire of Sir Loramore um, once stole a ham from Tywin Wan uh, Lannister's oh supplies wagon. Oh and uh, when Tywin learned of this, Tywin had the squire killed and spared Podrick. 
and basically gave Podrick a second chance at life. And ham, of course, is made of salt and smoke, and therefore Podrick Dane was reborn amid salt and smoke. He is a Zora Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I mean, I've been full plausible because I just want Padre to have all the good things. Well, well let, let's hear what you've got, Tara. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, it's time. <sighs> all right. So this year, for the first time ever, I decided to go with a showverse theory. Burn the heretic! <laughs> <laughs> I've taken over Chloe's position. D&D are now paying me the HBO show money. <laughs> She's not here, so I'm taking over. Um, so... At the end of Game of Thrones, we see Drogon pick up Daenerys's lifeless body and fly away with it, and nobody knows where he went. Of course, Bran says he's going to go find out. I'm sure he can, but we don't know. Uh, we don't hear that. However, I think the most hashtag plausible theory is that Drogon is taking Daenerys's body back to Valyria so that he can resurrect her. <laughs> and I think this is plausible because no, Jorgon has never been to Valyria, but he has dragon sense. So like they just know. It's like it's like in their blood. And also like that's his that's his mom, man. Like he's taking her back and gonna resurrect her and like we can just start the Game of Thrones all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, All right, panelists. I mean, we've seen resurrection in fire before, uh, so you know, hashtag plausible for sure, right? She's a, instead of like a fire wife, she'd be like a, I don't know, fire lich, liches, lich queen, fire uh, lich queen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna come in at fifty percent plausible. Uh, I would. I, I, I just. There, there's a couple of issues here. I, I feel like if, if, if she was going to be resurrected, it would probably be by the first servant of the red god, Kinvara, uh, who went and, and, and appeared before Tyrion and Varys in, in uh, Marine. And I don't believe that the... Re and, and she didn't reappear on the show after that. And it's certainly not because she leaked things about her role and HBO blacklisted her. Uh, it, it's probably just because this resurrection thing's bogus. So, uh, uh, like I said, 10% plausible. <laughs> but I mean, then aren't you saying that Kimbara would be the one to resurrect her, so she would just go to where Drogon would just go to what, like Volantis? Uh, Volantis. Now sixty percent plausible. Sixty percent plausible. <laughs> Wait, you guys uh, resurrection of Daenerys. They have a resurrection store there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, two for one special. Uh, uh, Night King also being resurrected, so season nine actually can you know be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we do not want the final boss of this game to be um, pregnant alcoholic and swagger pirate <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go ahead with my theory <laughs> uh, my theory in the books when Melisandre meets Ghost they have an immediate connection and to John's great astonishment Ghost warms to Melisandre, uh, licks her hand. They're, they're best buds immediately. Uh, this is because Ghost and Melisandre are half-siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with me. <laughs> Melisandre, as we all know, is the daughter of Bloodraven, uh, the three-eyed crow. Bloodraven, Blood the three-eyed crow. <laughs> yeah, and Shira Seastar. 
who, as we know, were lovers. Uh, Blood Raven is one of four albinos in A Game of Thrones, followed by Melisandre, the ghost of High Heart, and Ghost. Uh, Melisandre's birth name was Melanie, which is, of course, a combination of Blood Raven and Shira Seastar's mother's names, Melissa Blackwood and Cyrone of Lys, Mel Oni, Melanie. Uh, Shira Seastar disappeared from Westeros, moving east and becoming Quaith, who is the guiding star for Daenerys, in a sh- uh, becomes an Ashai Shadowbinder, thus she's wearing a Shadowbinder's mask, which is where <laughs> Melanie was sold at a slave auction before she became Melisandre. Now, Ghost, on the other hand, is of course also a son of Blood Raven, who warred into a dire wolf, impregnated another dire wolf, <laughs> then warred into that dire wolf to come south of the wall to be killed by a stag to deliver. Uh, these dire wolf cubs to the Starks, one of which was an albino because of Blood Raven. <laughs> and for those, oh, you think bullshit? When you see the folio, when you see the folio edition of Game of Thrones released this year, on the cover is that wolf with the antlers in it dead and a crow, a raven, sitting on the corpse, looking at the author, making eye contact at the camera, saying, "Yeah, it was me, Blood Raven." <laughs> I mean, I know that there's the whole, we were actually talking about this earlier, I know there's the whole thing where, you know, in, in the Varamir, in the Varamir Six Skins uh, cha- chapter, that he says, um, his, his mentor told him, like, don't ever warg into an animal when it's having sex. And, and I know you I think... I know from experience. <laughs> Why would that be in there? Why, why would that come up in conversation? It's weird for George to put that specific taboo in a chapter. It's so, been passed down from generation to last night. I'm still, I'm still questionable. I'm still questionable. I'm still questionable on... The idea of what are you doing? I'm still I'm still questionable on the idea of um, Blood Raven actually physically being able to impregnate another like a wolf like like it, it, how how it could possibly biologically work when a man wolf. But I like, like everything everything else about it everything everything else yeah I don't know how sex works okay. <laughs> Everything else about this theory is hashtag plausible, so if you can explain to me the biology of how he's actually... Well, it it's a, 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 a werewood paste. Yeah, he, he, hi, yes. he's magic. Yes. yes. He's, he's, he's a magic man. <laughs> he's, he uses his albino magic. I mean, like, oh. a tree, so I mean, like, if he could do that. Yeah, he, he lives in a tree. Yeah, I don't, I don't, think, a, I don't think a tree is going to have a problem getting wood. Yeah. Oh! And we all hear it, and then werewood gets, gets, gets hard over time. And how do you think the face gets in the weirwood, and why do you think it cries? <laughs> oh, come on. Jen, having done this for several years, is like, I didn't think you could get any more And Jen, and Jen, I promise you the Sharpie and our shirts are unrelated to the alcohol. Yeah, yeah you're good, you're good. Yeah, every year they surprise me with how far they can take this. <laughs> All right, so where's the microphone at? Let's, let's get some audience participation going. <laughs> 
I have a theory that the uh, Valencar is actually a pile of bricks falling. Hashtag <laughs> 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 plausible. <laughs> but in all seriousness, my friend online has a theory that Loris Tyrell is the Valencar because if Cersei ends up like actually, you know, getting Marjorie executed, she feels like Loras would, you know, avenge her and kill Cersei, and it would kind of fit in with the whole Cersei's own actions are what brings the prophecy. I like that. Yeah. What do you guys think? Better than br bricks. Yeah. <laughs> Literally um, anything is better than bricks. <laughs> I like it. He's he's a younger brother for sure. Uh, which is one element of the Valonqar is, is, you know, younger brother, younger sibling. Um, he's supposed to kill Cersei by, uh, by, by is it stra strangulation? strangulation? Strangling the life from her with, with his cold hand <laughs> upon her neck. Hands. So it's cold hands. It's cold hands. It's also like both. He wraps his hands, plural, around her neck. And so we, we already saw him lose a melee match against Brienne of Tarth, not because necessarily she was the better technical fighter, but she tackled him to the ground and just beat the crap out of him, um, which probably gave him a life lesson he needed. He was a knight of summer at the time, as, as Catelyn <laughs> described him. And I think in a, in a trial by combat, if he represents the accusers against Cersei for whatever crime she's being tried by, he's going to have learned from that. He's going to get down and dirty and maybe, if it's to the death, strangle the life out of whoever is Cersei's champion. And through that strangulation and her life. It's going to be a trial by seven, so we're going to get all the younger brothers in there. So Sanders going to be there as well, and oh, yeah. all, all of them, yeah. All, all, all those mini mountains that got the armor, but they, you know, look like the so really likes those the hills. Younger brothers, yeah, the, the hills. The hills. <laughs> Uh, Loras is younger and more beautiful, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And yes. kind of a queen. <laughs> yes. Kind of. <laughs> what did they? What was the thing in the show? The French. Oh, <laughs> French. oh, oh. So it, 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 was, it was. I know. I know it. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, All right. Okay. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Aaron. Question <laughs> Going on his writing series. Oh, you know, Martin did write for Beauty and the Beast in the 80s. Mm. Just saying. There, there's a precedent for those <laughs> keeping track of percentages. And it was. It's if you say a tale as old as time. It was a tale as old as time. It was, it was also, was it Ron Perlman, I believe, was yes. the yes. Beast? Yes. yes. And, uh, yeah. Um, so. This is not my actual theory. I first heard about it from Port Quentin on Aziza's channel. So, Euron's Eldritch Apocalypse. Yes. Um, what do you think the viability, not just of, of the theory, but the viability of the plan? Well, we should review what the plan yeah. is. Yes, 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 yes. So please, the idea please. is that Euron will take Old Town, which isn't uh, a big stretch there. But then he'll get the Horn of Winter from Sam somehow and go to the top of the high tower, blow it at the top of the high tower, and then bring him down the wall. So given uh, that he has this horn that uh, you know he wants to also control dragons with, he seems rather horny. And um, horny for destruction. And yeah, so that's the idea. Now, this theory came out before the TV show, before there was a dragon taking down the wall. So, in fact, I recently asked him, 
whether he had a different idea, the theory was, was in, he felt any different about it now that you saw a dragon take down the wall. And you could put those theories together. If he has a blows a horn and dragon binder works and he get, acquires a dragon, then he could take down the wall with his dragon, uh, similar to what Night King does in the show. So there it is. That's the idea. He's asking if this is plausible. And uh, I think that maybe something in between is more likely. Blowing, blowing the horn on top of the high tower seems pretty cool. But uh, I don't know. I think the horn is broken at this point, too. But, you know, there's some ways it could happen. I mean, so, also, uh, like, let's, let's hear what you guys think. Would, would it work from that far? Like, they say, they say you can see the wall from the high tower. I don't know if it's true, but it's been said. <laughs> Which seems kind of I feel silly. Like, yeah, so yeah. far. And I also feel like there's just, uh, yeah, which, 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 uh, which map are we talking about? Are we, <laughs> are we talking about Game of Thrones, Westeros map, where you can get from point A to point B that are literally yeah, across it's, the it's, world yeah. from and each like, other? Is it while he's yeah. yeah. drinking the shade of the evening? He's like, I can totally see it from here. Did he borrow, <laughs> did he borrow Peter Baelish's TARDIS? Like, right, exactly. Huron <laughs> does seem like the kind of guy who come up with ideas, like, drugged up, like, wait, 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 wait. If I'm on top of the high tower, <laughs> then I blow the horn, dude. And then I jump. No, yeah. But that, that, that's his mo. I mean, I'm gonna say zero percent plausible because he's too busy being the dusky woman and banging his brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, there might be something there because wasn't the, the 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 light on the top of High Tower lit by one of the dragons during the Dance of Dragons, and maybe it just needs to be blown by dragon fire and and then. Really? I'm reaching. Yeah, the horns require a strong blowing. I'm just, I'm still like the distance thing is really getting me. Like I, I, I think that if we had like the 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 Westeros, like like from the show, maybe, but like the distance thing, like how. I get, especially with the horn being broken, but even beyond that, like I, the, the, the idea that you could blow the horn from that far away and knock over the wall just seems like, I don't know, I just, I just need more here. Yeah, I know it's super unrealistic. Like, you know, <laughs> like bringing somebody back from the dead, you know? It's just crazy, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of horns take down a lot of walls, but right? usually yeah. they're pretty close. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also they're well, not usually broken, so. <laughs> To, to give plausibility to a horn knocking down a wall, there is the Jericho of biblical origin. And, and, and there's a reasonable theory behind it. Um, uh, for those who don't know, this is a story of the, the uh, Israelite army defeating the city of Jericho. But how many meters were they from the wall? That's, that's a we don't use meters here, Canadian. <laughs> they, 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 were, they were hundreds of yards, good, firm American yards from the walls of Jericho. Good American yards. But uh, but, be, but but beyond that, this is this is a no for me. Uh, he's not uh, Euron's not going to get that far. He's going to be killed by Sam the Slayer, um, uh, who is, as he's described when he arrives in Old Town, both a whale and a leviathan. We are then given reference after reference to a whale or leviathan being locked in combat with a kraken. We're also told that uh, Sam the Slayer's sigil is a hunter holding both a bow and a dagger. Sam the Slayer has already killed an other with a dagger and has been practicing his bowmanship with Alaris the Sphinx. I don't think, she, I don't think he's particularly important uh, or any other character in disguise. Um, but 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 I I, I think uh, no, no one named Sam is ever important. No, uh, and, 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 and yes, Euron has Valyrian armor, but Sam has plot armor, so Sam's gonna shoot the shit out of him, and that's gonna be the end of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Is he 
That is the only metal strong. From 5,280 American feet away, the high tower. We're talking about good Texas feet. Alright, I think you've got microphone. Yeah, who is? Oh, oh, over here, over here, over here. Oh, okay. I just wanted to mention the possibly comical idea of mermen in the Oh. Oh, please do. Oh, please do. How have we gotten? Please do. Nothing comical. How have we gotten 28 minutes into this panel without a Merlin theory yet? Look, I mean, everybody has a problem with new versions of Little Mermaid, but you know, <laughs> it's not Varys' fault that it takes three Merlings to make a Varys. It's not his fault. I mean, he I wears think a very robust coat. No, 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 no. And, 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 and Andrew, I respect your theory, but you are a, a sweet young summer child, and you are not old enough to remember the 1980s movie Splash, uh, in which Merling, Merlings have human feet until they are splashed with water and their fit appears. Now, I would point out that Varys, as we all know, is the perfumed seneschal. Uh, Ned Stark, who is not particular, should not be particularly good at recognizing the scent of flowers, um, recognizes the specific perfumes that Varys uses uh, because they are so thick, and he wears them all the time. I would point us to Gregory Maguire's Wicked, uh, the novel on which the musical was based, and Elphaba, the wicked witch in that book, who cannot obviously expose herself to water because she would melt, uh, keeps herself clean by... Um, uh, bathing in oils and perfumes. And Varys does the same because for water to touch him would reveal his Merlin origin. <laughs> Targaryen. Like, there's, there's two Merlins oh, yeah, yeah. and one Targaryen, that's why he shaves his head. Yeah, he's a Targaryen, too. She's got it. <laughs> Which Targaryen mated with a Merlin? You, you, you know it was Aegon the Unworthy. <laughs> yeah, no, yes! He fucked every creature possible. He went to Bone Town. He, he went all the way over there to Bone Town. He found particularly attractively carved benches. <laughs> that's, that's where the Blackwoods came from. So was my Patrick Dane theory, it happens. <laughs> so you've heard of Tyrion Lannister, and you've heard of Tyrion Targaryen, but what about Tyrion time-traveling fetus? <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, you've got to expand on that. Yeah, don't just really? give us a tip. Give us the whole Tyrion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't remember all the details exactly, but it's basically the idea is that Danny and Drogo, uh, you know, had their child, Rago. They, you know, Rago was, was created in Danny's womb, and then Mary Mazdur did all her shenanigans. Shenanigans is the correct technical term. I was waiting for someone to guess it. 
And during those shenanigans, the which is also a synonym for time travel magic. Uh, yeah, ancient Valyrian word. Um, so what you're saying is Peter's also a Targaryen because of, you know, he's got Yeah, this, see, thing. it opens up so many other yeah. theories, that all of which are correct. So, yeah, so the idea is that this, they created, that was Tyrion there, and, and this the magic created a portal that sent Tyrion back into Joanna's womb many years ago, and uh, Tyrion was born. And it makes so much sense. Because That's what, what else? Know. Nothing else makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You narrow it down. It's process of elimination. It, it's I mean, still a Targaryen. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, literature on this. If you just search for the D plus D equals T theory, <laughs> not kidding. Not kidding. It's a it's a real theory. It is. It is. And I, like honestly, there's been so much research on it and everything, and the fact that. Uh, that, 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 that people have, have gotten to the point where they can actually convince me that there is such a thing as a time-traveling fetus <laughs> means that this theory is obviously hashtag possible. It's very possible. Four out of five Westerosi scientists agree. No, we'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll go five for five here. There's a lot of evidence. Um, he, he, you know, from his physical description, both of Rago, quote-unquote, it was uh, Tyrion, and Tyrion, as described when uh, the Dornish contingent went and visited him, of having a scaly appearance and being de uh, deformed and disfigured. Obviously, uh, uh, there's a connection there. But beyond that, let's go to Greek mythology. Uh, <laughs> Why not? Why not? That's um, so the seven kingdoms are, call uh, are, are called this... But the uh, King's Landing itself has seven gates, and in Greek mythology, so did the city of Thebes, which is where Oedipus is from. Oedipus, as we know, kills his father and marries his mother. In this circumstance, as we know, Tyrion kills his father Tywin, and uh, depending on where we think it will go, may marry Daenerys, who, <laughs> of course, is his mother. Of course. <laughs> Is it awkward? These yeah, it's, are it's, 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 it's Game of Thrones. Thrones. Not this is not that weird. <laughs> <laughs> this, they, they did this. The Greeks. <laughs> that makes it any less awkward. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Who's got a microphone? Yes. All right. So, I have a period. We hear a lot of talk about the Von Car. I already see you like bearing your ace in your hand. So you know what I'm about to go to. So. We hear it, it's like, all right, the obvious choice is Tyrion. That's not going to happen. Uh, Jamie, yeah. Uh, Stannis could be the wrong card, because, you know, he's Robert's younger brother. But my, like, crazy fan theory is that Littlefinger is the wrong card, because there's all these references to him, you know, when Cat always talks about him, he says, oh, I always thought of him as a younger brother, da-da-da, and he has more reason than anybody and this is in the book, you know, obviously not in the show, of course, but he has more reason than anybody to want to, like, fucking straight-up murder uh, Cersei for, like, everything, because by the end of everything, as, as far as we're in the books, like, Tyr uh, Tywin's dead, she's, like, the pretty much the scion of the Lannister family. He would want to, like, you know, erase, you know, do everything he could to, you know, wipe her out. And I have a feeling that there's going to be this whole thing where, you know, not only that, but he's also, as far as we know in the books, the only person who's kind of had the direct hand in, you know, being responsible for her children's deaths with the, you know, plot against, uh, the plot against, uh, Joffrey. Joffrey, yeah, I'm sorry. I had too much to drink. 
Yeah, I was wondering. So did so did Peter before he tried to bang Liza. I mean, Cat. Yeah. Um. It depends if we're going literal downfall or like the physical, because like I'd like to think that Cersei could kick his ass. I'm almost certain. <laughs> so she's small. Cersei's small, but she's fierce. <laughs> I don't know. He might be in a choking. Who knows? Who knows? It could be a thing. It could there, be a thing. The biggest problem here for me is that the, the whole idea of the Valonqar is wrapping their hands around her throat, and his fingers are little. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. I'm pretty convinced that now the cold hands are actually cold hands because he's Benjamin and the younger brother. So mm, yes. and, mm-hmm. and and Dario and Jack and and Euron. I was gonna say and then uh, is it Euron or is it your is it Euron now or are we still going with Euro Grateful? Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's not allowed to speak. I would feel. I'm doing this because Chloe's back here. Oh. Get this question. <laughs> Get the Danes out of the way. Need to move on to the second microphone. <laughs> um, here he is. If you follow anyone, literally on Twitteros, is that Ashara Dane is alive and well, <laughs> living in the net with the rain. <laughs> we went over this. She's devastated over Pod. <laughs> Which then makes her children. Danes. Yeah, I mean that's the problem though. Like is 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 Podrick Podrick, you know, Dane, or are the Reeds her children? Like and we've kind of already said that the pod as Prince of Durham Podrick Dane theory is possible. So like I think that must mean that Ashara actually died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Chloe's going like Chloe's going to hear this later and hate me for it. Yeah, yeah no. And and, and 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 we'll just we'll go, let's add another theory onto it and use Chloe's reasoning for this. So the big thing here is Gianna Reed is a combination of John and Liana, so obviously connection. So let's work with that. Eddard Stark and Podrick Payne got together and created Edric Storm. <laughs> no, you know what? We'll just go Edric Dane, because obviously Eddard and Podrick. So, um, Edric Dane is secretly Eddard Stark's bastard son, his, I guess, second one. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's show only. I don't think there's any sort of John, Liana, or John da- uh, son of Liana thing. That's, it seems show only to me. <laughs> so, 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 Eddard and Podrick had a torrid affair. And uh, Edric Dane is the result, and he joined the Brotherhood Without Banners. He's gonna do great things. What? No. So that's I'm, so. So here we are. That's a good theory. Uh, hashtag plausible. I'm not even touching that with yeah. if, if you combine names, it's plausible. Yeah. Hashtag Chloe. <laughs> Okay. Moving on from the Duck Dynasty of Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to keep us there for a second. Yes. Um, so, so uh, had nothing to do with the Chardin. In fact, kind of against this theory. Thank you. Do we sir. have any proof outside of the three reads that there's such a thing as Cranigmen? Do they exist? Is it a family of homeless people that live in swamps and trick the stars and think they have like loyal bannermen? Right. Yeah, we're very familiar with this in Florida. There's people you know who go yeah, around. Yeah. out there wrestling alligators, airboat tours. Cr- 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 like, we got this castle. It's great one to watch. It's a raft. 
and like some shit. Yeah, exactly. have one user line. Oh, Jesus Christ! The Craig men are Florida men. And, and let's yes. think about when Cranog men are mentioned. It's when people need to make an excuse for failure. Like, oh gosh, we the Ironborn are holding Moat Kalen. Oh, we are dying a lot. It's definitely not because we're bad at hunting. You know what's getting us is these bog devils. Uh, they're, just, they're getting us, and they're coming out of I don't know, and they're shooting us with who knows, and we're dying. And um, have you gotten? They were talking no. about their places, and then they're like, "Oh, here's my cat. Oh, it moved." Yeah, they're, they're, oh, that's what we're they're straight, it was, they're straight up ripping off Hayao Miyazaki. It's Howland's moving castle for Christ's sake. Yes. Yes. When I read Cranog Man, I was always like, Newfoundlanders, and, you know, that's, yeah. that's our Florida name, so. Pretty sure they cut their arrows with bath salt, so they could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they have lizard lions, and let's be real, that's which, the gator. Which, as we know, lizard lion poop is bath salts. Yeah, 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 yeah it's a dragon and it's precedent. The, and I mean, it's we got the, it. And it's the only way to beat the other others. <laughs> yes. I'm <laughs> saying. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> but also maybe green men. <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna put that by. Oh no. Okay, so Seth Moore is Joanna Lannister. Uh number one reason Lamore literally means the dead in French, so we're looking at dead characters. Number two reason she's not nobody because you already have a line about, oh you're not the only one who needs to not be recognized here. Alright. Um, number three, the conversation between Tyrion and Oberyn about, oh, there's an extra cabin, you know, uh, I think it was probably so that one, our siblings could get married, but actually it's to spring Joanna and bring her away from Highland. And I think it's probably because, you know, Tyrion is actually a Targaryen, but there you go. I, I love this theory, given um, the Septim Lamore's uh, actions when Tyrion fell into the water and was at risk of catching uh, Grayscale. She did not put herself at risk to help Aegon the, the Sixth, quote-unquote, um, the person she's supposed to be there as part of the entourage for. She goes in and helps Tyrion because she recognizes him as her son. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad you brought up Oedipus before, too. Oh, yeah. Oedipal is it that he's just like, dang, my mom's hot. <laughs> <laughs> And then he oh, gets that, man. and then it forms another time-traveling fetus. <laughs> I was like, I was like five percent behind the theory until the Oedipal thing, and now I'm I'm done. I'm done. Hashtag plausible. It's Oedipal arrangements. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, where'd that microphone end up? He's got something for us. All right. All right. Oh, I know we oh. have people. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That no, man no, is no, Rob no. Stark. Yes, that is Rob Stark. He's reading it from his phone. This isn't his. No, I have notes. <laughs> so, returning to your original theories, because we're here in the interest of science. I hate him. I hate him so much. Dragon poop is dragon glass. Uh, it's not really a theory, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we already said that. We're plausible. You're yeah. choking, Matt. George was aware of this theory and disproved it in Fire and Blood when he explicitly mentioned in the narrative dragon dung and has went during the fight between the Strongs and the Valerians. 
Well, well, not unlike Werewood slowly turning to stone. It's the same with Dragon Queen. It doesn't become Dragon Glass right away. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it would cut them up on the, like, their poor dragon intestines would be sliced apart. Yeah, so, you, yeah, you really didn't think this through, Matt. <laughs> I mean, and come on, it depends on what their diet is, you know? If they're feeding on, yeah. like, you know, generic sheep, or they're feeding on prime Targaryen yeah. flesh. We're really disappointed you. You're going to get some Dragon Glass out of that, Matt. Right, like, anyone who has cats or rabbits, no, this stuff takes time to solidify. Think of the dinosaur. You piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's literally petrified, the petrified wood version of poop. Yeah, yeah. Like, Any good theory deserves to, has to be tested to be proven true. So yeah, really, it's, it's the stool sample of Westeros. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, oh, Andrew is wrong. <laughs> He's going to a second question, take the mic. <laughs> <laughs> the Boltons are the Night King. This is disconfirmed by the timeline. Because the Boltons are. Disconfirmed is not a word you pose with. The Boltons are confirmed in the Age of Heroes. The Age of Heroes is ended by the first long night. The 13th Lord Commander comes after the Age of Heroes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine, but their love baby comes back and murders all the other Boltons just like. Ramsey, you may not Shut have been. It, Matt. Yeah, you may not have been here for the time traveling part of today's panel because you're inconsiderate. <laughs> well, we clearly have a time traveling Bolton fetus situation. Yes. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> I could go on. <laughs> Please do. I feel like, I mean, do we have other? Please yeah, let me. Any other theories over here? This is my new favorite travel. Let me have a quick look at this real quick. Real quick, so on your theory, we know that George likes to have a lot of parallels, specifically the fire and ice parallels. There's some mm -hmm. chance that maybe the spears used to kill dragons come from others. The spears used to kill dragons. Oh, like the, the Olympic throwing spear. Right. <laughs> That one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that one definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then all of the, all, it wouldn't yeah, just be spears, it would also be those arrows and your eyes. Yeah, the ballista arrows. Yeah. 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 The best naval weapon awesome. nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Well, as we saw with them pulling the dragon out of the water with their chains that they got from Hard Home Depot, <laughs> which, is, which is a store very well stocked in ice. Uh, uh, arsenal, basically. So, spears, yeah, chains. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw in there that there, there is some precedent for uh, mankind co-opting the weapons of the others. Uh, as we know, the Stark's Valyrian steel blade is known as ice, and we're told that it's not named after the original ice. The original ice was another sword that the Starks had obtained. Uh, and we, as we know, the Starks originally fought the others, and the others used blades constructed of what appears to be ice. So if you capture a sword made of ice, what do you name it? Fire. The Starks are not that creative. They're a simple folk, but simple. they're honorable. I, I do have a question for Aziz's theory. Uh, did the dragon glass, was that there during the, the first war? Because dragons went around in... Yeah, they were. They were they they, flying they around. They, flew, they flew over, they took a big dump, and then flew all the way back to Essos. <laughs> It's like, you know, one of those where, you know, you're in a tight room, you got six other roommates, you don't want to hear them, so you go downstairs, you know? Well, and, 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 and we're working under the theory that Westeros and Essos had no trade between them. As we know, the Five Forts, which essentially functions as the wall for Essos to keep out the Lion of Night and his undead minions... Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, they were fought off by dragon dung. 
Yeah, it's in the book. They were. They were. Uh, check it out. And so that was obviously exported to Westeros and used uh, to fight off the Long Night. And when I say the Long Night, I mean the historic one, not the night that I was actually like done in three hours on the show. <laughs> Lots of hands. I, yeah, I know we have hands. I just, I just want to say, uh, your theory about the Boltons is close, except for it's the Starks, and that's why they had. They're the vampires. Others, no, not vampires. They're others. Well, <laughs> others. with others. I mean, if you read Martin's other work, uh, he does a lot of like crossbreeding between yep. different like semi humanoids. Especially when, um, and the giveaway was that the, he called it um, Martin's other works. Oh, it was about no, the others. No, like, like in the house of the world. I follow you. No, you got this. But there's, a, there's a great quote that I think really like gives evidence to this. Um, it's from the guy guarding Davos in the prison in um, the the, the, the yeah. sisters. No, 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 oh, no, no, when, no, no. when he's when he's when he's in White Harbor. Yeah, yeah. White so Harbor. Goes, uh, when old when old King Edric had grown feeble, had grown too feeble to defend the realm, the wolf's den was captured by slavers from the Stepstones. Then a long, cruel winter fell. The white knight, uh, yeah, yes. The white knight froze hard, and even the first, sorry, the firths were icing up. The winds came howling out of the north and drove the slavers inside to huddle around their fires. And whilst they warmed themselves, the new king came down on them. Brandon Stark, <clears throat> this was. Edric Snowbeard's great-grandson, him who the men called Ice Eyes. That is that is an excellent refutation, and I see a lot of evidence for it. Matt, you should take a note. That's how you present <laughs> a, a counter to a theory, and I am on board with you, sir, and I think that was uh, done. That's how well. you make a theory? Yeah. Hashtag plausible. <laughs> well, Sorry, can you talk a little louder, hey, honey? Into the mic, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very quiet. Uh, I would say an alternate ending. Um, do you think, assuming that, you know, besides the stabby stabby. Oh, we know. That um, <laughs> if Masande had lived and they had sailed to her home island, that would have gotten rid of all of Daenerys' forces, the butterflies and the poisons would have killed everybody. So she was actually setting them up Ooh. Along the way. That's true. Yeah, it was oh, like yeah. her uh, her ultimate shadow baby. Oh, that's that's some dark shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, Grey Worm, go go home for a little bit. Just think on this John thing, and you know, come back to us in seven years. You'll be dead. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was a great thing, that, you know, the Unsullied going to Nath because they don't have any warriors, but no, they're all dead now. <laughs> well, and, 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 and the Unsullied don't really have a way to, to carry on a legacy, um, you know, because... And now they're dead. And uh, so, so if, if those boats they're leaving in leave on some sort of schedule where every two weeks a new uh, group arrives ready to defend the island, they'll be able to pick up the spears of the ones that just died from the butterfly fever, and uh, take over. So you're probably, you know, if you have 8,000 Unsullied and you're sending about 50, I mean, you're going to get a couple good years of uh, protecting Noth out of that. <laughs> dragon, dragon poop is also a... Yeah, no, it, it's a, it's a viable defense. It's great. Yeah, it's antiviral. So they, if they have their weapons, they might, you know... And, and actually, going back real quick to the Stark one, because I just thought of this, Old Man does say to Bran when she's talking about the, the original 
uh, Knights King, the the thirteenth Lord Commander. Yeah, that, that yeah, um, he's probably a Stark. It could it could have been. Who knows? For all you're saying, it could have. For all we know, it could have been a Stark. So there's a suggestion there that would uh, lend itself more to being and a Stark John than, Snow is gonna be the new Knights than King. a Bolton. Yeah, it's John. He's gonna be. Uh, yeah. He's gonna be a Knights King. Yeah. Okay. This. Well, Bran is the Knight. Yeah, it's Bran. It's Bran. It's, it's, it's also Bran. That's time trouble. And Bran is the And you know he's on weirdwoodpornhub.net, so he's. he's, 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 he's uh, we have a, this is a question from Patchface. Apparently. All right. <laughs> I have a, a point and then a question for Brian. My point to make is this: that you know, the long night that was supposed to happen in the show, it seems so short. It's almost like maybe some great sacrifice stopped. So maybe a little girl was burned at the stake to stop the winner for the. Oh, just saying. Okay. All right. Uh, it's under the sea, that's how you think. I'm not hearing a lot of Stannerman love in this room. <laughs> you don't have to love it for it to be true. <laughs> so, who else Brian, died? Oh, sorry. You have, Brian, you have a theory about uh, the expectations of the others yeah. at the wall, like north of the wall, like the very first scene when we see them. Like, I want to hear that again. I heard you say it one time. Oh, but oh yeah. I want to pay more attention with context. That, that's your first mistake. Yeah. No, no, so so I, I, I think it's interesting that the others um, present themselves in a force level. Uh, they're, they're basically like an advanced force, an advanced squad. It, it's six or seven others themselves, not whites, but others, who are waiting for Waymar Royce. Um, and they surround him, and one advances to duel him and looks at his sword with hesitation and... Uh, once they start fighting, uh, they start the, the others start laughing, and it's this otherworldly laugh. Um, cracking ice. Yeah, like like the cracking oh, of ice yes. on a pond. It's described as, and b because they realize that his sword is not Valyrian steel, and this is going to be a lot easier than they thought, which to me implies that this was an ambush intended to kill a Stark. Uh, we know the others were working with um, Craster, uh, who who's basically donating his sons to give them new others. And we know that uh, Benjen Stark had stopped with his men at Craster's Keep before going north. And Waymar Royce's men went out. And uh, Craster says that, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna mix this up, I think. I, I, Craster either denies that Benjen stopped there or denies that Waymar stopped there, but then seems to have knowledge that they went north and were on a ranging. So he lies to uh, Jor Mormont about one of those two because he passed on information to the others about Benjen Stark going north and didn't want uh, Jor Mormont to know. He gave this information to the others so the others could set up an ambush to kill a Stark and get ice, one of the only weapons that could hurt them. Waymar Royce is one of the only characters described in the book to have gray eyes and one of the, uh, there's, a, there's a decent number of characters, not a lot, who are described as having a long face and other than Waymar Royce, the only characters that have both of those traits together are Starks. Uh, there is uh, cross-pollination uh, between the Starks and the Royces, uh, recently and in the past. So Waymar Royce is going to have Stark lineage. He's going to have these Stark features. And uh, when the others see him, there's no reason for them to think he's not a Stark, the part of the forces that stopped him the first time. So all of this was an ambush to take out a Stark uh, that they've been told was coming north, may have a Valyrian weapon, and was the, the, basically the head of the rangers of the forces that are gonna stand against them. And when they fought Waymar and the sword didn't work, they thought, oh, well, we got this guy. Uh, but there, it was a lot more um, calculated maybe, than it looked like in the show. So do you think that maybe they 
perfected maybe some vision that they had for a thousand years. They just were a few months off with that being Jon Snow coming north. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought that was Jon Snow. For all the prophecies that we as mankind have about the others and them coming back and who's going to stand against them, Azor Ahai, the prince that was promised, all of this, why do we think the others don't also have prophecies? Make it Sorry, this is Looney Theory. Uh, He's got I, yeah, Hashtag zero percent. But also, the important thing is the others coordinated this through their leader, the Night King, who, as we know, is the son of Darth Maul and Elsa the <laughs> Crow. None of this matters because, like, none of this matters because Benjen is Dario and Dario is Sirion and Sirion is All of their fetus has traveled in time, and Marty McFly. Not the bolting one. We figured that out. It was just the Lana slash Targaryen one. Yes. That's gray eyes. They're also in the movie. But he was, but he was also Greek. You know, all these character justifications you make, you haven't said the real true one, that Bran is the Night King. Yeah. Oh, we, well, we briefly mentioned that. Night King. That's just, not a yeah, theory. we've all accepted it, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, go on. Oh, we got it. All right, let's do it. All right, uh, sorry, me again. Um, when I asked about the Eldritch Apocalypse, Ciaran's Eldritch Apocalypse, I guess maybe I was going to turn there. Um, what I was asking about was, particularly regarding the Winds of Winter chapter, um, that is sending the Ironborn there, he doesn't give, in fact, expects them all to die in some sort of, you know, shade of evening fueled apotheosis scheme. Um, is, is that anything? Well, the, I mean, uh, yeah, the idea that he wants to, from his vision, he wants to, say, uh, basically make himself some sort of god, sort of by destroying worship of the other gods, or, uh, yeah, bringing in a, the Eldritch Apocalypse is partly fueled by allowing the others of the kingdom to destroy, and, and of course, it's it's a, maybe a parallel to what we see in the TV show with the discussion of destroying all human knowledge if Huron destroys the Citadel. It's kind of a similar concept of uh, human knowledge being destroyed. So, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what what your what the question is specifically. Still, maybe. I, I mean, look, you know, you've got him cutting out people's tongues. He's you know sending people in to blow the horn. He's had multiple people sacrificed. So, I mean, yeah, blood magic gets him off. So, I'm not surprised he would send people to their death, knowing that that would bring out some sort of change. That's a so you're, that's Euron's mo. Yeah. So in the end, the uh, conclusion here is that Euron is actually the Night King. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, that, I'm sorry. That's what I'm getting. He wants to kill. He wants to kill knowledge in the stories. So yeah. right, if we if we put show and books together, yeah. that's what we get. Well, right. and, and he's we, also Bran. And we also no, no, we absolutely <laughs> want to put the show and books together. And so he's trying to go to Old Town to destroy uh, mankind's accumulated knowledge. He's doing this by drawing out uh, Highgarden. Uh, sorry, uh, the Reach's fleets to the Shield Islands, which he's taken, so he can go up uh, the Sunset Sea, or, or what's the, I'm sorry, what's the... Sunset Sea, it's on the west Red side. Red Wine Straits. Yeah, the, the, the Red Wine Straits. Yeah, the Red Wine Straits. He's going up the Red Wine Straits to reach um, Old Town. Um, basically, once all their ships have come out and, um, you know, fought the Ironborn and, and suffered both sides, tremendous casualties in this Eldritch Abomination Nightmare uh, Cthulhu stuff, really. It's going to be great on TV. Wait for season nine. Um, after that, when when uh, Old Town and the Reach's naval forces are at their lowest, he's going to drive up these straits, uh, these narrow straits, and, and just 
pierce Old Town from behind. It's going to be like a finger in the bum. And, you know, they're just, they're not going to be ready for it. Oh, my God. It makes sense because um, they always downplay how important Old Town is. Everyone's, like, concerned about, like, oh, the high tower. Yeah, you don't hear a thing about New Town. <laughs> the Tyrells are like the big house of the reach and whatnot, and it's like no, no, it's it's, it's kind of high tower, and and it's so downplayed. But no, then high tower. <laughs> so every house has a maester, and we see that when Sam's in the Citadel, that they might have information that they could help others, but they don't share. And we can see what kind of things Kyburn can do with the information he has when he kind of goes rogue. So what happens if it's throughout Westeros that essentially the maesters are using people as their own entertainment to write these stories throughout history, that they are the actual villains in the history of Westeros? Yeah, I, I mean, them being, the, yeah, them being the stonemasons is pretty much legit. I mean, that's, that's, so essentially it's 0% plausible. I mean, it definitely is not. Yeah, if you stop in Barrowtown, the town bulletin board is basically a bunch of treatises about how the maesters are the worst people on, the, on Westeros. Um, and, and that they basically scheme together with their self and ambitions to ruin everything. We do, we do. The maesters definitely have suppressed the knowledge about the truth about dragon poop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, we got time for one more theory. Can I put mine in? Yes. Yeah. 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 The, the, the Night King actually isn't like on a murder spree, he doesn't want to end knowledge, he doesn't want to kill everybody. He's just a, like a really jaded artist that wants to make bloody pictures in the ground out of people's body parts. <laughs> and he really needs a piece of brand to get his masterpiece done, and that's all he really wants. Yeah, ever the artist, as uh, Mance Raider said. Yeah. I just really want to see the scene when they're in the, uh, um, I forgot. Uh, the name of the, the, the kids that. when they leave and they decide not to send the, the people and then they go to the to the castle and the show and all the body parts of Dombridge. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I just want a scene of the Night King being like, okay, bring another leg in, put it on this side right here, face <laughs> it that way, Bren the knee. Okay, now yeah. nail it in. I just really want that. Yeah, he can't wait to roll that one yeah. out with Bran. And, and they actually had, this was a deleted scene for um, that episode with, with uh, I can't remember the young Lord Umbers and the, la the, the last of his house. John. Small John, yeah, we'll call him Small John. Um, I, I prefer Little John. Smallest John. So Little John, um, well, actually, he didn't know that Unnecessary John. Well, 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 but he asked Sansa for all his help getting his, his people out because he knew the others were going to target him first. Um, Ever the artist, the others wanted to take Last Hearth so they could do their version of The Last Supper. They didn't get it right, but it was close. Now convinced that Jon Snow is going to be the next Night King because he's got that brooding artist disposition. Oh, hashtag plausible. Very plausible. I, I can say this though, you know, in terms of apocalyptic stuff, are artists ever satisfied? Are they ever like, all right, this is good enough, I'm going to stop? They might be yeah. into their yeah. No, no, no. And, and, and following up on the John point, because I, I think it is important to realize John had a collaborator and the others tried to take him out so the others' art would have a monopoly <laughs> on uh, the market. As, as, as we know, John had a, 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 a dire wolf who fought with him and lost an ear battling the others, and that was Vincent Van Ghost. Oh. 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 This is all just a giant thing between Blood Raven and the Night King battling it out as artists. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Thank you all for coming. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out my website, ageeksaga.com, or consider supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash ageeksaga.